Welcome to the reboot episode of the Game of Lives podcast. In this episode, Joshua discuss where he's been, what he's doing, and what's going to be happening coming in the future for the Game of Lives show. So sit back, relax, and get ready to roll initiative. Welcome to Game Alive's podcast. This is your host, Joshua Shoebridge, returning to you after a long hiatus behind the microphone. In fact, it's been a couple of years, and in that couple of years, a lot has happened, especially in the world. We know with everything that's going on internationally, we've also got some local things happening as well. But here today, uh, I thought I would restart the podcast due to how everything has been going, um, especially in my home state of New South Wales and Australia. Uh, so for th- those of you who are listening to the show for the first time or who have listened to uh, other projects of mine, this is a tabletop wargaming geek culture co- podcast where I will um, either solo or with guest hosts or interviewees uh, will talk about all things of that nature. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank everyone uh, for taking the time to uh, actually see what I'm up to. Um, uh, recently, I was able to host a couple of shows for Wargaming Recon, which is the world's longest-running tabletop wargaming podcast based in the United States, uh, with host Jonathan Reinhardt, who is a good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Uh, I've known him for a number of, year, number of years and is the sole reason why I have decided to... Uh, not have decided, or when I ran the Hobby Desk uh, back in the day and now this one is the reason why... I'm doing this. Uh, so I'd like to, to thank him for what he's done. Um, he is a really good person, good friend. If you've got the time, go and check his podcast out. That is, again, Wargaming Recon. And you will find a link to that in the show notes. Uh, part way through all of this, I've just remembered, we've got some housekeeping. Uh, we're going to be hosted by Anchor FM, which is owned by Spotify. And you'll be able to find us in all the usual places where you will find your podcasts. Uh, and also, if you find us uh, on any of the socials, uh, again, links will be in the description of the uh, of the show. And yeah, it's been a, a while. I'm a bit rusty behind the microphone. Uh, I've got new gear, uh, which is definitely a big help when it comes to the quality of a show that you produce. And especially in this day and age where... The technology, yes, it is increasing in what it can do, but the price factor is also coming down. I have a number of new toys at home that allow me to immerse myself more into the hobby, which is great, especially when it comes to things like 3D printing and being unique in what we do on the tabletop. And we'll get into that later on in the episode. Uh, first off, I'd like to acknowledge some of the new things that are coming into stores for Australian wargamers. Uh, this is for an email that I received from warandpeacegames.com.au. Uh, they are not a sponsor of the show. They're just a place I like to buy a lot of my minis and uh, gear and tools from. And I get these emails every Friday. Uh, this will be coming out on Monday, so you'll have a couple of days lateness but if you uh, sign up to their uh, email list you'll definitely get all these in your emails on Fridays it's great uh, first off the rank we have the bolt action island assault new two-player starter set the battle of world war ii ravaged the entire world where the band of brothers starter set is very much concerned with the european theater of, in the wake of D. oh my goodness not D, in the wake of d-day uh, this brand new starter 
set shifts focus to the Pacific Theater, uh, pitting the United States Marines against the Japanese Island Defenders in some of the most brutal and hard-fought battles of the war. Uh, Island Assault is focused on the island hopping campaigns enacted by the US to reclaim Japanese advances, unlike the land war that raged in Europe, North Africa and the Soviet Union where vast armies of tanks and infantry could manoeuvre and fight over large tracts of open ground, the Pacific Campaign was fought mostly on a series of relatively small islands, densely packed with jungles and protected by the sea. Each island had to be land... sorry. Each island had to be landed on and fought for, and the defenders rooted out of individually. Uh, containing two opposing forces, this set, um, um, sorry, I'll repeat that, containing two opposing forces set amongst the many islands in the Pacific Theatre, Island Assault, uh, contains the Bolt Action 2nd Edition rules as well as a scenario booklet guiding you through your first steps in the game. Before long, you'll be adding to your new army and wrecking havoc on your foes bef uh, as they fight for Uncle Sam or the Emperor. Uh, again, sorry for the rustiness. I'm going to keep everything the way it is in the show, just moving forward, just so people under are aware, because I, I want people to uh, have a bit of a realist uh, view of, of their host. I, I, I want to be as genuine as I can for you, uh, as I used to be when I was working in Breakfast Radio. It was uh, very... <laughs> yeah, a lot of things were said that shouldn't have been said on air, and that will happen in this podcast. Okay, the next thing coming down here is a few of the uh, small uh, support boxes that you can get for the new Bolt Action uh, set. You've got Japanese Tenshin Sudan, Japanese Support Group, US, uh, US Marine Raider Squad, and a US Marines Support Group. Each of these box sets come with everything you need to uh, start to flesh out your individual armies. If you're going to be like me and like having multiple armies for different codes, this will be perfect for what you want because it's not going to break the budget. Now, uh, as I said, all these things can be found on warandpeace.com.au. Uh, go there, check them out. Uh, tell them that you heard it from me, that they're a great company to buy from. Uh, local guys from up in the central coast of New South Wales. Again, uh, support as many businesses in New South Wales as you can at this time. We are hurting big time because of COVID-19 and the draconian uh, rules put down by our government. Anyways, moving on to something a little bit more draconian, and that's Games Workshop. Uh, Warhammer 40k Kill Team, the Octarius starter set, the perfect way to get started with the new edition of Kill Team. Octarius contains 23 brand new miniatures, forming two complete Kill Teams, plus the rules, scenery, dice, and other accessories required to play the game. It also includes the full Kill, uh, kill Team core book for the new edition, and the Octarius War Manual book containing rules, lore, and scenarios for the included kill teams. Uh, I am not really big into 40k anymore. Uh, I still buy the minis, like for argument's sake, I bought the Indominus set, uh, mainly because I love Necrons, the miniatures look great, and I would love to actually see how they go as properties for other games. And saying that, uh, if I get enough likes in this particular episode, I will purchase a Kill Team starter set and do a review on it for you. Uh, there, are, It has been quite a rainbow thing of reviews, uh, so if you really want to hurt my, my pocket, if I get over, let's say, 150 likes on the Facebook post for this podcast, I will buy an Actoria starter set. And hopefully they've still got them. If not, I'll buy something else. 
Okay, uh, again with bolt action there. Something nice and big's come out for the German players. Not the people from Germany who play, but anyone who likes playing the Germans in the Warlord World War II tabletop game. It is the Panzerjager Tiger Os B. Uh, known as the Tiger or the Hunting Tiger, was the heaviest tank ever to see action during World War II. Developed late in the conflict, only around 80 actually reached combat. Uh, the first in the September of 1944. Uh, the teeth of the Tiger was the 128mm Pack 44 anti-tank gun. Noted for its weapons performance at long ranges, the Tiger was rightly feared. However, the limited traverse of the gun meant the tank had to turn on the spot to bring the enemy into its sights and the two-part ammunition required extra crew to load to represent this in bolt action 128 millimeter pack 44 does not suffer a minus penetration penalty when firing at targets over half range that's really interesting so you can now pick that up that is now available for you to purchase again warandpeace.com.au and last but not least there is a, they have a bit of a special going on for the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Dominion box. I received, uh, we received far too many of these than we had anticipated. I wish they would have said the same thing about Curse City. Huh, lucky I own one. Anyway, uh, we were able to let a couple of sets go at 25% off recommended retail price. First in best dress, as they say in the classics. So get yourself, if you want to get some more of the classic, uh, fantasy space marines essentially head over to warandpeacegames.com.au uh, in gaming news there's been a few releases in one of my favourite uh, tabletop wargaming rule sets and that's Star Wars Legion uh, essentially mainly for the clones so you can get the now the new fluttery flying Wookiee uh, unit I can't remember what the name of that it was and you can get the snail tank for the droids uh, they're essentially uh, options for transport on the battlefield. They will be released later in the year. We are still waiting, uh, as may, uh, for everything from essentially, uh, you know, five releases ago. Uh, so let's let's get back onto it. We need some more uh, things for us here in Australia. We need new minis ASAP. Alrighty. That's all for the news, I believe. We've had a, a 10 minutes, and I'm speaking fast like Ben Shapiro, but that's okay. I'm allowed to do that because I'm Australian, and most Australians speak fast, apparently. Excuse me. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Okay. That was, that was my bad. I, I apologize for nothing. But anyway, so yeah, the, the main bread and biscuit of this episode, it's not going to be a long episode. Uh, it's essentially just a... I'm using this episode to test out my new kit to make sure the quality gets out all right, the workload's fine, and we will be looking at weekly uploads every Monday uh, moving forward. And uh, depending on how it's received, we'll, we'll definitely be making changes along the way. This is just our initial release, see how we go. If you want more, you'll get more. If you want less, you'll get less. Uh, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. So especially with the, the cl current climate with... Um, with COVID-19. Now, I'll, I'll, we'll do a bit of a story time. This will be basically what our episode's about, is what we, how us gamers have uh, adapted. I think adapt is probably the right word because of the current, um, what do you call it, the, the situation that we're in. So on 
I'm going to make sure I get my dates right here because I, I like being truthful. Being truthful is very difficult. So, yeah, it would have been on the 14th of September. That's that's when it was. Uh, 14th September. Uh, it was the last time I was around any of my friends that I tabletop band with. Um, we had a, it was actually quite fortuitous. I don't usually get to go off and have a full day of gaming. It doesn't happen. I'm a parent, as you know. I've got two small boys who, are, they're, they're also fairly geeky like their dad. Um, but uh, due to, you know, being a parent and also working full time, uh, my gaming is essentially pushed to... Friday nights at our friendly local gaming store uh, where we have organized play events for Star Wars Legion. Uh, we, we also chuck in air if there's nothing to play uh, in regards to Legion. We, we pull out a VR bag, we play some old school fantasy, Kings of War, uh, Bolt Action, uh, Flames of War. You get the gist. They're, they're the games that we play. And so uh, we've also been playing D&D. And what we usually do uh, for D&D is... Um, every second Friday, we go to a friend's house who hosts and our D&D group. At the moment, we're going through the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which is, it's fun. Uh, my character, his name is Benjiru. He is a monk in the Order of the Open-Handed, and he is awesome. At the moment, he has only one hand. He lost one to being dragged up a hallway by a bunch of giant spiders. It was a very hectic episode of the game. Anyways moving forward uh so uh on the on the saturday so as i said on the on the on the 14th of um of august we had um we had this day planned of playing dnd &D. we were going to uh start early and finish late afternoon uh, so around five o'clock five five six o'clock so we're and it's it's interesting because our group is so diverse it's it's really good. So uh, Rowan, um, you would have if you've listened to Wargaming Recon, you would have heard Rowan. Um, if you've listened to this show, you would have heard of Andrew. Andrew is our DM. He's also the one I play mostly when it comes to Star Wars Legion. We go to CanCon together. Um, him and I, re the how linear our lives are is quite fascinating. <laughs> but the, it's neither here nor there. But um, then we got uh, Dano Elisha, um, which is Rowan's wife. Um, and Chris, and we all differ. We're all so different, which is really good because that means the mix is great and it's not an over-the-top over echo chamber of what we can and can't do in the game. Which is, And it's also in, in what we do in real life too. It's, it's really good. Me being the, the ultra Star Wars geek um, that, that I am, having other people who like other things adds flavor. It's really good. So... Uh, and, and as I said, the difference is here. So I myself, I classify myself as libertarian. Uh, our DM is uh, center left. Uh, Rowan is all about me. Dano is uh, uh, to, to describe Dano. He is definitely um, he 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 is the Unabomber. Oh, I reckon he is like the Unabomber. He does not believe in technology or owning technology, yet he will use Discord. He's been banned off Facebook numerous times for posts that he puts up. But he's a lovable guy. He's harmless. Um, and there's Chris, who... 
I love him. I love Chris. I have to say that, I, that I'm clarifying this. I love Chris and so it's all love in my heart, but he is the typical geek. He is in everything. Like he plays D&D, he plays 40K, he plays Magic the Gathering, he plays computer games. He does everything. And he and like well, we're talking about like having minis and he's like, "Oh, I backed the Kickstarter for Reaper Miniatures and brings these three massive moving boxes just full of minis." I'm like, "Oh, wow. That's awesome. I would love to have that." My wife wouldn't let that, and his thing is he's single, so he doesn't have to worry about that extra support, not extra support, the the policing of the things that you can and can't have in the house. But again, love him to death, uh, all a part of my party, uh, of my D&D party, and we started playing two years ago on my birthday, actually. That's when we, so my first ever game of D&D was then. Okay, I feel like I've sort of... Uh, yeah, I've stuffed up on, not stuffed up, I've, I've, I've gone off tangent, but anyway, we're playing, and uh, we've been getting notices of what's been going on in Sydney, which is, uh, to give everyone a bit of context, is that seven and a half, eight hour drive away from where we live, uh, we live in the far south coast of New South Wales, uh, where there has been probably a grand total of two cases in our valley of COVID-19 since the start of the outbreak. And so we we get a text message, or we're all getting text messages at around in late afternoon saying at five o'clock uh, all of New South Wales is going into uh, hard luck hard lockdown. And that that's a, that was that's a big issue. That's a really big issue because we're we're all in a, a place that's forty five minutes away from where we all live because uh, of how spread out we are. We're in rural New South Wales, um, and so. Uh, and also for my work too, because I work with disability, I had to also start organising my next day because I was working the next day. And that, and when there's restrictions, when you're um, giving uh, care in disability, that that takes a lot out of it. And so, trying to navigate the game to a point at an, at an appropriate time where we can make sure we can get home in time because they only gave us a few hours notice that they were putting the lockdown on rural New South Wales. And so we, we get home and everything's sorted and then within uh, about an hour, hour and a half after getting home, uh, the a group chat's created in Facebook Messenger for, for all of us who game together. We, the first one we had is a, a we call it um, Inglorious Blasters, which is our uh, video gaming group chat. So if we want to play uh, World of Tanks together, if we want to play uh, Hunter or Minecraft or whatever you name it, we 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 just put a message up on there and we can play that. And that's not really tabletop gaming. That's just getting a form of gaming out that you would like to do. Um, uh, it's nice. It's nice being like for, for myself because I, I don't get to really sit down at my computer at night until about eleven o'clock. Um, I'll jump on. I'll play Hunter Call all the while for half an hour before I go to bed or something like that. And I I can just look at Discord and see how because we've got our own little Discord server where we play together and connect depending on what we're playing. Uh, like the other night I got on and uh, Andrew and our friend Esh who were playing World of Tanks. I was playing Hunter Call all the while. And we were talking while we were playing. It's a nice little social aspect there. And then another group chat started, and that was the uh, tabletop simulator 
uh, out of sheer boredom group is what we called it. And it's good, like we get text messages on there, uh, we're going to be playing a board game on TTS soon, Who who's in, we're going to play this, we're going to play that. So that really satisfies, you know, your basic tabletop gaming and board games. So, and tonight, so I record on Fridays, we release on Monday, uh, tonight we'll be playing uh, D&D on uh, Roll, uh, yeah, Roll20, which is, we had to do this during the first part of lockdown when we had it start up. And I have to admit, it's made it so our games are more regular, even when we weren't in lockdown. And it's also made it so everything's recorded online so we don't forget. So it it sort of takes a lot of the space needs out, which is good. And I have to admit, though, I am notorious for, in our group chat, just posting inappropriate names and gifts (laughs) when it's not my turn, just to, to get a rise out of the people. So... It's it's amazing to be able to, in this day and age, adapt so effectively to still scratch the gaming itch. And it's also given me, uh, I'm lucky enough at work sometimes, not all times, sometimes I'm able to get some painting in. And, and I'm going to go to a, a bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say darker tone, but it, it, it this all goes from when COVID-19 first started. And COVID-19 in Australia really didn't hit us hard until, uh, I think it's like the 23rd of March, 22nd, 23rd of March. And, that, and it was weird because at that period of time, for me, it was quite a blur because um, on the 15th of February, we lost uh, one of the greatest uh, members of our tabletop gaming community. Uh, we lost him and he's also one of my best friends. And since that day that he he, he passed away, we it, everything felt weird. Everything just didn't feel right. Everything's been off and... It was funny at his at his wake, we were talking about how silly it was. All the people were buying up all the toilet paper for this really weird flu that didn't really have anything to do with needing <laughs> to go to the toilet more or anything like that. Um, and the and then COVID hit, and everything had to change. The we were lucky on the at the wake. Okay, D and D became a thing because um, his funeral's on a Friday. And I made my uh, my D&D party promise because uh, Tom was a he was a friend of all of us. He he knew everyone. He's a massive influence in our community. Uh, at the at the wake, I said, "Look, I'm still pretty shaken from the today, and just force me to come game." And so that night, uh, I got home. I got changed, and then. I'm getting text messages. Come, you need a game, and that was game was the last time we gamed um, after that first initial lockdown. So D and D and my and my group of friends that we play with means a lot to me. Uh, it's especially with uh, we're all so changed. As I said, we're all diverse. We're all different in, in how we do things and how we see the world, and but we all look out for each other. And I had a, a moment not long ago where where I they they were saying okay car we're gonna tee up a game 
and I said, oh, I don't think I can do it. My mental health's just not there. And the 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 outreach straight away. What's up? What do you need? What can we do? I think gaming probably help you. Do you need a chat? Do you need this? And it's just like reaching. Oh, I didn't have to reach out. I just had to say I'm not feeling good. That's all I had to say. And uh, and the community was there. So my community is a small community, but it's a good community. And that's where I going to the mental health that's going on at the moment, especially with COVID-19, uh, no matter where you live, there's definitely stuff going on. Like You might have lost your job. You might have been told you've got to be in stay-at-home orders. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Reach out. We, we live in a society now where we can do that uh, virtually and very easily. Uh, we've got all... I'm Part of the reason why I'm restarting this podcast is to have it so people have a place where they can reach out so there, there will be a discord server there will be a facebook group there will be um, basic social medias there'll be everything that i think would be useful to help maintain the mental health of the gaming community i'll do um it, it's something that means a lot to me and it's important to the community. This, we are a social community, after all. I think it's interesting that people think that those who do things like D&D or Warhammer or whatever, they go, oh, the stigmatism is, yes, they are that kind of person. They're the kind of person that lives in their parents' house. They don't get out. They don't socialise. When it couldn't be further from the truth, where we've got people who game on... Like, if you look at what we've got in our group... We've got uh, stay-at-home dads, we've got support workers, we've got doctors, we've got army, we've got uh, will, uh, mill workers, uh, council workers, executives. We've got all these, this is the kind of people, IT workers, I know that's probably a bit of a cliche, Rowan, uh, but there's stay-at-home mums, got care work, uh, um, childcare workers, we've got people who work in retail, we've got people who work... Uh, for major corporations, all these d- different people in our, and this is, I'm just talking about our local community group. Everyone's different. Everyone's got a different background. Uh, everyone's willing to put things down to to help, which is fantastic. And so this whole restart of Game Lives podcast by the Hobby Desk is solely to assist in building a better community uh, for those who are struggling and who want to reach out, who want to game, who want to get in the hobby, then I'm going to be adding different kinds of uh, content to this. I'll be talking about uh, painting and and modelling a lot, uh, 3D printing definitely, uh, games that we're playing. I'll have people to interview. Uh, if you want, if you want to talk about something on the show, reach out. Uh, just shoot me an email, thehobbyesk at gmail.com. I'm happy to talk to anybody about what's going on uh it's definitely something that i feel passionate about is reaching out to those in the community and i appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to the podcast because you you don't have to i'm not forcing you to i'd love you i'd love to be able to force people to listen to it'd be great uh and then i could have a nice little audience and then i could start preaching my own views and you know warp the minds of the young but i really am appreciative of anyone who who listens to this or listens to the work that we do at wargaming recon um i'll definitely have jonathan on uh at some stage Uh, he doesn't know it yet but he'll come on 
Uh, I will also have uh, a number of members of the Australian community and I've got a bit of an in with a couple of wargaming manufacturers that I'll hopefully have some of them on in the near future. Uh, I really appreciate everyone again. Uh, thank you for taking the time for listening. And if you want to stay in touch, please, again, check out the social medias. Everything will be in the show notes below. And again, uh, I know it's a, it's a short episode today. Uh, it will get longer. Again, testing out all the new devices, making sure they all work. Uh, if you have any questions, queries, concerns, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify it will greatly help me uh, improve the show and I really appreciate it again. Thank you so much for taking time out uh, on this beautiful Monday, even though it's Friday that I'm recording. Peace out, guys. We'll catch you next week. You have been listening to the Gamer Lives podcast, which has been hosted by Joshua Shoebridge. Gamer Lives podcast is a Hobbyesque Australia production. All music used has been produced and created by Kevin McLeod. This show has been produced under a Creative Commons license. And a great big thank you to our podcast host, Anchor FM. You can find this show wherever you find podcasts. Please consider leaving a five-star review and let us know how much you've enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening to Gamer Lives Podcast. <laughs>